0: Hello everybody, you're listening to the Q&E Podcast. You are here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's
1: up everybody? Happy Sunday. Let's get into these football topics. It's been a great week. Let's get into it.
0: Yes, so if this is your first time listening to the Q&E Podcast, the Q&E Podcast is a primarily sports podcast. But we will be breaking into entertainment, sports, and movies In the future, we have a Knives Out review, a Hair review coming out tomorrow or Tuesday, so definitely be on the lookout for both of those. But today is our football podcast, so we're talking about college football, the NFL, the college football playoff matchups just came out, so we're definitely going to dive into that first. Egg, I just want to know your thoughts, man. The first, number one is LSU. Number two is Ohio State, three Clemson, four Oklahoma. What are your thoughts on the college playoff matchups or the rankings? I feel like these these were some pretty good
1: rankings, and all of them are justified. Uh, number one, LSU. You said LSU was number one, right? LSU number one, yes, sir. I I fully agree that LSU should be the number one team uh, for the college football playoff right now. They, they literally are the number one team in the nation, and there's no reason to dispute it just because of the fact that their schedule has been the toughest schedule out of all four of these playoff teams Definitely. this season. They played, I think they played a total of five top ten or top five teams mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, so the top 25, the yeah. That, yeah. the fact that they're the only team in the playoff contention who have that on their resume added to the fact that they played five top 25 teams and they're in the SEC. They're in the toughest conference. Yeah. It's, it's undisputable to and they're undefeated right now. I went to Alabama and beat Alabama, even mm-hmm. though it was a close game. There's no reason to deny the fact that they should
0: be the number one team. Yeah, and last week Ohio State was number one, so it flip-flopped. Yesterday, I guess the uh, the conference championships had a lot to do with it. LSU was more dominant than Ohio State, but Ohio State did look good at the end of or in the second half. But I would definitely say it was LSU. LSU had the, like I said, had the tougher schedule. They play in the SEC. They have a tough game every day. But Ohio State did have some tough games with uh, Penn State, with Michigan, with Wisconsin twice, and especially last night. So we did see that they have a it's a tougher schedule than I thought going into the season, but LSU, in my opinion, was definitely the number one team. But their matchups are LSU versus Oklahoma and Ohio State versus Clemson. So, how do you feel about those matchups, and who do you think is going to win? I
1: feel like Ohio State is definitely going to blow Clemson out of the water. It's no question about that. To me. <laughs> I, that's crazy I've saying, bro I've been saying for the longest Clemson
0: is overrated this year like, not they're, a bro. they're very overrated I'm just not impressed with the way they've
1: been playing yes they've been winning and yes they dominated the ACC this year but I just don't see them being a team that anybody should fear or I don't see them as the team to beat in
0: but this look, playoff. But look, people have called them overrated for so long that they have become underrated bro it's like people have been on that side for the whole season, but now like people are sleeping on Clemson at the same time. And I feel like Ohio State could be boosted up right now, bro. Especially at, at, uh, at what I seen last night. They're vulnerable, bruh. They're definitely vulnerable. So I got Clemson clapping Ohio State. I don't even think it'll be close. And I got LSU. You,
1: you got Clemson blowing Ohio
0: State out? When I say blowout, I mean like 10 to 14. I don't think it's going to be like down to the wire type of game. I think it'll be a ten to fourteen type of game. I really, yes, I really can't
1: see Ohio State beating Clemson by twenty points. Now you're crazy.
0: You're I crazy, can, bro. Yeah. Like I said, you're going too much overrated. You're going too just, overrated. Justin Fields on one side and Chase Young on the
1: other. Like these, these two are just completely dominant on both sides of the ball to where it's it's indescribable on how you can stop them almost.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh But LSU and Oklahoma, who you got?
1: You. Yeah. yeah uh, even though Oklahoma Jalen Hurts what he's doing is very special and the fact that he's done it with a new team now on uh, since leaving Alabama and just showing everybody that he still got it and he definitely deserves to be a first round pick you know it's uh it's it's still hard for
0: me to say that, Hold that on, what did you what just say handled. you said he a first round pick yeah wow I think Jalen
1: Hurts, Jalen Hurts is definitely a
0: first round pick definitely Oh, that's crazy. I ain't never thought about it. I think he more where of a day-two type of pick though
1: Where you want to place him in the first round? That's that's a whole other story, but he's definitely I don't see him going into the second or third round. He's gonna be a first round pick
0: So who you got him over you got him over Herbert? From Oregon. Yeah, you got him over here. I, I like Herbert a lot But I,
1: the way the NFL is going right now with trying to get running quarterbacks for every team He would be the best option between him and Herbert, so even though I like Herbert a lot. Mm,
0: I think he more of a LSU, day, two. LSU is definitely
1: going to beat
0: Oklahoma. I don't yeah. see it even being a close game. Jalen yeah, Hurts will yeah. literally have to save the day in that game. Exactly, bro, and I feel, like, I feel the same way, man. I feel like it's going to be a blowout. Oklahoma got here because they beat Baylor yesterday, and Baylor, was a, it was a tough matchup for them, and LSU is really on a different level than a Baylor, so I feel like it's not even going to be close. Um, Joe Burrow is obviously the Heisman right now, But do you think Jalen Hurts playing at Alabama, having that SEC experience will help him in this matchup? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Just off of the fact that he's so used to playing LSU. Yeah. So he already has a mindset on how to go against this team. And even though he's not in the SEC anymore, once you play in the SEC, you just think differently when it comes to the game just because you're so used to playing these tough teams so Mm -hmm. often in your schedule. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like mentally he'll be prepared for this game. It's just gonna come down to, uh, not tripping over yourself, not um, not shooting yourself in the foot with certain situations. You you can't beat yourself in this game. Yeah, you you have to be on your p's and q's in this entire game. If you're Jalen Hurts, yeah,
0: Oklahoma has to play an a A plus 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 game to win this game, bro. Cause I don't think their defense can stop an LSU either. Their defense played good yesterday against a Baylor, but like I said, LSU's offense is on a totally different level, yeah, especially LSU's with all the wide receivers. Yeah,
1: game is just, very dominant right now. I love what I'm love what i seeing uh, with the way the O-line has just been able to open up mm-hmm. and the way they've just been able to run the ball recently. It takes so much pressure off of Joe Burrow to where you kind of almost forget that he's not the big threat that he is because you have to find a way to stop the running game as well.
0: Yeah, man, Definitely. So, next, we want to get into the conference championships. That happened yesterday. It was Oklahoma versus Baylor. Like I said, Oklahoma ended up winning. It was 30-23. to 23. What were your thoughts on that game?
1: My thoughts, I feel like, I like Baylor a lot, but I feel like Oklahoma showed why they're no match for LSU just because, like, like you said recently, like Baylor gave them a really tough fight in that game. Mm-hmm. And I, I really thought, Oklahoma was gonna lose until I, I seen it going to overtime and I'm like yeah Jalen Hurst is gonna he's gonna do what he has to do in overtime to get this W. So if it ended in four quarters I feel like Baylor would have got it, but since it went to since it went to OT it yeah. was really Oklahoma's game to lose at that point.
0: Yeah, so. and I was really going back and forth during this game because I really had no affiliation. I I didn't know who I was going for, so I was going back and forth. It's like at some points I wanted Baylor to win, but at some points I wanted Oklahoma to win. But because I knew oh, if no, Baylor, I, I definitely wanted Baylor to win. Oh, you did. I, w- I was looking at so many different theories that mm.
1: if Baylor upset Oklahoma, if Georgia got blew out by LSU, and if Wisconsin beat Ohio State, the Gators, the Florida
0: Gators, would have had a chance to get into. The Man, playoffs. they wouldn't have put they would have put Baylor in there, especially if they beat Oklahoma. Yeah. They would have put Baylor in. there. I don't think no, nah, the Gators was out, bro. But I'm saying like, cause I was like, I don't want to see Oklahoma in the playoff again. Cause last year they got blew out. And it was against who they got blew up by, Alabama or somebody like that. They got blew out last year. So I don't want to see that again. And I feel like it's going to happen again. So I was like, maybe Baylor will be a different test for an SEC team come this playoff time. So I kept going back and forth. But at the end of the day, I'm actually glad Oklahoma got there instead of a Baylor because I feel like Baylor has never been put in that position. This is the first time they've been this highly ranked, I think, ever. So I don't think they would have been ready, especially for an SEC team um, in the playoff. Other conference championship game was LSU vs. Georgia. LSU smashed them 37-10. to 10. And the biggest takeaway I got from this game, bruh, because I just didn't see it from From yesterday, is he still a first-round pick if he comes out this year? Because he's still a, a junior, I think.
1: I feel like he shouldn't. First off, I feel like he shouldn't come out this year. I feel like he should play a yeah. junior year just to get one more year of college experience under his belt. Because right now, if he comes out the draft, if he comes out of college and tries to enter the draft, he could make the first round. You can make a case, but I doubt it. I feel like he'll be a second round pick, mm. uh, possibly third, depending on how on how much they feel he's sloped downwards. You yeah. know, so I, yeah. I feel like this season wouldn't be the best season to try to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to the league. I feel like he should do his senior year yeah. at Georgia.
0: Especially his first two years being as good as they were. Especially coming out this year, it wouldn't be right. So I agree with Edgar that he should come back. But if he was to leave, I don't know. I still like him over a lot of QBs. I just feel like he didn't have the pieces around him like he did the, the past two years. Like his oh, wide yeah, receivers per- with personally,
1: energy. I, personally, I like from... Like, yeah, I like from... Like what I, yeah, well I make him... A second or third round pick. No, I would try to squeeze them in the first round and maybe the second round. But just knowing how the the committee is for the NFL when trying to pick players and seeing which ones have slopes and that. See, kind I'm gonna, of ask, you this, they get I'm gonna ask you this though. I'm
0: gonna ask you this though. Do you like do you like a Fromm over a Herbert? Uh, cause I like Fromm over a Herbert, bro. I truly do. I just feel like I mean, this wasn't his as, best season because of the pieces around him.
1: As far as accuracy and you know, uh, pocket passing, yeah, I would say I like Fromm better than Herbert. Yeah. But I still like Herbert as
0: the, the athletic, all around, yeah, QB exactly. And that's what NFL people want. Like you said, they want the athletic piece, so they are yeah. definitely gonna go after a Herbert. But in my opinion, I think Fromm would be a better NFL quarterback than a Herbert. I honestly, ugh, I think he's the second, no, third, third after two. Third after two, he's the third best quarterback before Herbert, though. I think he should be uh, uh, in the first round. And like I said, I don't know about Hurts. I don't know if Hertz should be in the first, but I feel like he definitely raised his stock because I don't think he was even drafted, especially after leaving Alabama. I don't even think he was in that draft range. And now being a first or second round pick looking like in the NFL, man, that's a crazy, crazy leap. So shout out to Hurts. And another takeaway I had is LSU the best team in the college football playoff. Because we see Ohio State getting their praise. Clemson is now feeling like they're uh, underrated. So who do you feel is the best team, if you had to pick?
1: It's LSU, and it is no question. Mm. LSU is the team. Not only are they the number one team, but they are the true team to be in Mm. this college football playoff. Ohio State, I love what I've been seeing offensively and defensively, but I just feel like um, the DBs for LSU are just playing lights out right now, and I feel like Justin Fields will have a pretty tough time. He'll, he'll find ways to get through it, but the way that D-line is getting after quarterbacks recently and the way these DBs are just causing havoc in the secondary, I feel like it'll be a tough game for Justin Fields. Defensively, I feel like Chase Young will have a great game, and mm-hmm. their D-line as a whole will do great against Joe Burrow, but I feel like the, the LSU offense just has too many pieces just like how the defense has too many pieces i feel like they're just all around the better team it's so crazy like how you just
0: it's best. crazy how you just leaping ohio state to the championship game bro. i don't appreciate that at all but we're gonna we gonna move on bro. we're gonna move on <laughs> clemson clemson versus virginia that was the acc championship game we're not even going to talk about this one it was 62 17 virginia got clapped clemson congratulations ohio state versus wisconsin was the big 10 championship 34 21 Ohio State was down in the first, I think it was 21-7 to at halftime, bro. And then the second half, Ohio State looked like a whole different team. Ended up coming back. Yeah, Wisconsin didn't even score in the second half. But in that first half, did Ohio State get exposed at least just a little bit in that first half? Because they was getting ran on. The wide receivers was getting loose. So did you feel like they got at least a little bit exposed in that first half?
1: I mean, you could say they got a little exposed, yes. But at the same time, we can't add like Wisconsin isn't still a great team. We can't add like Wisconsin wasn't one of the teams that we were expecting to make the playoffs like early in the season. Mm-hmm. So I feel like their running game, and their running back was, he was kind of in talks for the Heisman. He was. Yeah, year, he like was. way earlier in the season, but mm-hmm. as the season progressed, we just seen two or three other stars just leap past where he was going. But I feel like Wisconsin's running game is very elite, and Ohio State, they just couldn't match up to the running game that was put up against them. So I feel like, yes, they did get exposed, but they came back and showed everybody that they could still be a top two or top number one team in the nation.
0: I feel like Ohio State's front seven is elite, so I don't think you can run on them like Wisconsin did yesterday. But I think the back end can definitely be exposed, man. How to Wisconsin? Because Wisconsin doesn't even have a good passing game. And Wisconsin was getting loose on them in the first half until they had made some adjustments at halftime. I've seen gaps in the defensive secondary for Ohio State. So I think there, that is where you can get beat. And I think that's why an LSU, if they were to play Ohio State in a championship game, would beat um, Ohio State. Because LSU has elite receivers all across the board. They have an elite QB so I feel like they can definitely dominate or at least beat Ohio State in a championship game if that were to happen. So I think that is what the other teams saw in that game. And who you got winning the ship? I got LSU winning it all. LSU winning it all. Yeah, I got LSU too. Cause I think LSU LSU over Ohio State? Yeah, I
1: like LSU to win. Uh, by no more than a touchdown,
0: that's going to be a real close game. Uh, yeah, I got LSU and Clemson, and I got LSU winning by, I don't even know. LSU winning, period. And you still got Burrow at the Heisman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Burrow definitely Heisman. So, next, we're moving on to the NFL. It was a jam-packed week. A whole lot of upsets, man. Uh, it was a real ugly for our picks last week. But the real big games was Baltimore versus San Francisco. Baltimore ended up winning 20-17. to So, we seen it was a back-and-forth affair. Both teams did good things. Both teams showed holes in their attacks. So who did this game tell you more about?
1: Honestly, this game told a lot about both teams. And when I say that, I just want to say as a side note that this was the preview to the Super Bowl. This is my Super Bowl prediction right here. It is going to be the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl at the end of this season. Mm -hmm. And I just want everybody to know that the game that we've seen this past Sunday – it was great. There, yep. The defense was elite. The offense was elite. San Francisco put stops on the Ravens, and Raven and the Ravens still found a way to execute and get into the end zone. You know, It was literally a back-and-forth grudge match type of game, and that's what everybody wanted. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to see Lamar Jackson get completely shut down. Nobody wanted to see the 49ers defense just implode and just get scored on, like, 20-plus points. Like, no, this was a hard-fought battle all the way to the end that was decided by a field goal. So I feel like it just told us that both of these teams are completely living up to the hype, and nobody is overrated in this situation.
0: Yeah. This will be a good Super Bowl matchup, but I think this game told me more about San Francisco than it did Baltimore. Because I think, especially with the conditions, it was raining, it was sloppy, it, it played more into Baltimore's running game. Lamar Jackson can run more mark Ingram can get a better rhythm so i think it played better into their hands but it impressed me on the fact of san francisco is in california obviously and they they rarely get these conditions so they usually are in a dome they're outside they're in good weather so to see them in a sloppy rainy type of conditions it really impressed me to see that they stick or they stuck with a baltimore team their running game was fluid Jimmy G didn't make any big mistakes, so that really impressed me during this game. So I think this told me more about a San Francisco. And I think if the game was in better conditions, a San Francisco would pull this game out. Because as we've seen, the San Francisco San Francisco held Lamar Jackson. He still got his, but they held him fairly intact during this game. He had like a 100 yards passing, and 100 yards rushing. So they, felt it. They, they held him pretty much intact, bro. So if they can do that in better conditions where their offense can get the passing game going... I think San Francisco would win this game. So if this is a Super Bowl matchup, I might be rocking with somebody else other than a, a Baltimore. And I wanted to ask, has Lamar transcended into superstar status? So we know he's in the MVP talks. He's the leading candidate for MVP. But has he t- he's taken that superstar leap like a Mahomes did last year or in that Brady conversation? Is he up there in the superstar status?
1: Oh, yeah, nope. This whole season it's just been superstar status for him. Like, every game he plays, uh, he gives a great performance. He gives a jaw-dropping, nail-biting performance every time you see him play this year. You know, win or lose. And the fact that he's beating the best teams in the league right now, like, this is just, this is amazing to see. This is something that everyone needs to watch. It's literally just like watching Michael Vick again, only better like and and I truly mean better in in passing and running decisions. Like you're you're watching a, a a Michael Vick 2.0, if that makes sense. So oh, yeah, that makes sense. So the fact that he's just been playing so electric and he's continuing this, he's very consistent with it. I feel like he definitely reached superstar status um, from the beginning of the season all the way till now.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Because especially his international impact, I think he's becoming bigger than the Mahomes right now. Even though I don't think he's better than Mahomes, like talent-wise, obviously he can run the ball better than Mahomes. But I think he internationally he's become real renowned for what he's doing, man. And, he's, yeah, he's a guy right now, man. He's definitely and in that the, superstar status.
1: The moment he put the shades on on the sideline and everybody just made it a meme and just yeah. made it one of those pictures of the year, I was like, yeah, he did it. He, he's finally to that point where he's just having fun. They're winning and nobody can do anything about it. And yeah. that, that's just the move that the whole team has right now. You love seeing teams like that to where mm-hmm. they can literally play on the sidelines because they know they're just that good.
0: Do you think it's sustainable, though? Because this reminds uh, me, remind me of when, when Cam was on his run, and we was all in love with Cam, and then a year or two later we fell off of Cam. So do you think it's sustainable to be like a four- or five-year run for Lamar Jackson?
1: I feel like it's sustainable for Lamar because he's nowhere near as injury-prone as Cam Newton. And also, like I said, he, he makes smart running decisions. And you can tell he's just going to last longer. And his IQ, I think, is just a little bit higher than Cam's. With Cam being uh, as big as he is, as wide and strong as he is, he doesn't feel the need to not try to run over people when yeah. he runs the ball. And I feel like that greatly affected it His career by how long he'll be able to do that at his position and we know cam is has never really been a pure passer You know, so this is just for me to say Lamar Jackson is a completely better passer than Cam Newton I I wouldn't be exaggerating like you can make Lamar Jackson a pocket passer and he'll be twice as Good as uh, Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, as long as everything stays the same around Lamar I think it, it is sustainable because with Cam, they were obviously trying to tell Cam to stop running. So they're like, stop running, Cam. You got to be a more of a pocket passer. And that has never been Cam's game. So if they do this with a Lamar and tell Lamar, hey, Lamar, stop running. You got to just be in the pocket. That's it. Then I feel like there will be problems. Even though he is a better passer than a Cam, I feel like you can't subdue somebody's game. bro. You got to let them be them. Even though it won't last as long as it you think it should, let the people's game be their game. So Lamar might not be a 15-year a quarterback like a Tom Brady or like a Drew Brees. Let Lamar have this 10-year run or however long he has and let him be or let him play his game. You feel what I'm saying? Like don't subdue yeah. him. Because that's what a lot of people do with these um with these running quarterbacks. Most running quarterbacks haven't been like a Lamar playing smart, obviously, or with the sliding and, and things like that. Most have been getting hit, taking big shots. But most times they, they try to subdue the running quarterback. And that shouldn't happen anymore, especially when he's on a run like he is now. And this happened with Kaepernick, too. So I don't want to just stick you on Cam. They always try to subdue you to just being a pocket quarterback. And that's not right. Uh, next game, Kansas City versus Oakland. This was a blowout, 40-9. to I picked Oakland. I, I picked Oakland because Oakland my team, man. But the last two weeks, they've been looking shaky. But are the Chiefs back on track after this blowout performance?
1: Uh, as far as their division, yes, they're back on track to winning their division and having high playoff hopes. But mm-hmm. as far as, like, looking for a Super Bowl or anything like that, I still have them as, like, a fourth or fifth option to make it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Behind who? So, uh, the Patriots, the Ravens, the Bills.
0: And you got them behind I, like, the Bills?
1: Yeah, I keep
0: telling you, the Bill okay. Everybody keeps sleeping on the Bills. The nah, Bills are gonna be a bro. team. Uh, the and Bills cool, looks bro.
1: And says, wow, they actually made
0: it to the playoffs. No, nah, brother. No, nah, the Bills gonna make it to the playoffs. But the Bills being better than the Chiefs or making oh, a, pr- uh, a further I, I run? Mean, yeah, making it to the Super
1: Bowl,
0: yeah, yeah. See, I, I don't know about all that. I think the Chiefs have a better run or a better chance of making it to the Super Bowl than I think the Bills do. I think the Chiefs had especially having um playoff experience and things like that. And the Bills being fresh, they really don't know too much. They're just really coming in here like fresh. I don't think they can make a run this year. Maybe next year, like in Jacksonville, Jacksonville made a run to the AFC Championship game. Maybe you can see that from the Bills, but I believe the, chance have a, the Chiefs have a better chance. Um, I think they're back on track because a couple weeks ago, I was riding with Oakland to win this division because they lost to the Titans, or Kansas City had lost to the Titans. They lost to, who else they lost to? They ended up losing a couple of fluky games. And I was riding with everybody else. I was riding with Oakland. I thought the Chargers was going to make a run. But now the Chiefs' defense is starting to come on. Mahomes is obviously healthy. Healthier than I really thought, bro. I thought the, um, the dislocation of his knee was really going to be a hindrance on his performance. Now he's really getting outside the pocket looking like the old Mahomes. So, shout out to Mahomes, man. He's still doing his thing. Other game of the week was the Sunday night game, which was Houston versus New England. And... Watching this game, bruh, it really looked like the Patriots run might be over, man. I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to believe that because I appreciate the greatness, but Houston really thoroughly dominated this game. I know the final score was like 28 to 22, but they thoroughly dominated this game. So are are the Patriots reign on the NFL over?
1: Uh I wouldn't say over as long as Coach Belichick is there. Honestly, this is this is honestly one of the worst Patriots teams, if not the worst Patriots team that we've seen in a long time. And the fact that they're still one of the leading winning teams in the league and that's right crazy,
0: now. bro. Because they ten and two, and we're talking exactly. about them like they two and ten. That's the craziest thing. But yeah,
1: exactly. Like this is a team that our expectations and our standards for them are so high mm-hmm. that the moment they show any slight of that, we we feel all hell breaks
0: loose. Mm-hmm. So
1: I don't feel like the rain is over. Is it not
0: their year? Yeah, this just isn't their year. Yeah. They're yeah. not as good. As that might be it right now.
1: Usually, yeah, yeah, they're just not as good as they usually are personnel-wise. And Brady's getting older, whether we like it or not. And although he's still playing pretty decent, he's not the Tom Brady that we're used to. Right now, he went from game-managing Tom to elite quarterback to GOAT game manager again. Yeah. like You can see he's slowly starting to turn back just to game manager. But man. I don't think the rain is over. Coach Belichick is there. He'll make sure everything's okay in the end.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I, like I agree with Edgar, honestly. I think it's a one-year run. I think next year they're going to reload, have some more weapons for him. That's what they were supposed to do this year, but I don't know what happened. They obviously tried a Josh Gordon. I still don't know the reason why he was released when he was healthy. They had AB. We all know the troubles with AB. But I've been hearing this week they was trying to bring back A.B., but the owner still has some problems with him. So A.B. would obviously help his team that is lacking weapons right now. So do you think they should bring back an A.B.?
1: Uh, I'm not sure if he'll get back with the Patriots. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, because Go- Coach Belichick will make it happen if he wants it to happen. But the fact that Antonio Brown said the things he said about Robert Kraft through, tweet, um, through Twitter and just the the outlash that he gave towards the Patriots organization along with the Raiders organization and other people, I just don't feel like the the Patriots would take him back just to the disrespect that he gave to Robert Kraft. But I mean I could be wrong. Like I said, Coach Belichick usually doesn't care for the most yeah, part. That's what I'm saying. As long, as long as they, they win it go through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If bro. you can guarantee
1: them a win by being on the roster, he will he will get you.
0: That's what I'm saying. This team had murderers on their team, but they really do not care at all, bro. That's why I say bring back Antonio Brown. He apologizes to the owner. The owner isn't working with Antonio Brown on a day-to-day, so you really don't got to talk to him or see anything face-to-face. So I think you can. But honestly, um, Adam Schefter just tweeted something out um, an hour ago, I want to say, saying that they're not going to sign him back. So there's no chance. The Patriots said they're not bringing him back. I guess the owner still got beef with him. So... I guess it is what it is. Um, but I want to flip this on the other side of the coin. The Texans look good. Uh, Will Fuller was getting off. Hopkins was doing his thing. The running game was moving. So are the Texans a true contender in the AFC? Like yes. make, I don't mean a contender like making the playoffs. I mean a contender like Super Bowl contender.
1: Yes, and these, this is another team that I have over the Chiefs. Like a, a list of teams that I have over the Chiefs Whoa. making it to the Super Bowl. Will be the Ravens, the Patriots, the Bills, the Texans. And, yeah, those those would be the teams that I would have making the Super Bowl out of the AFC before the Chiefs.
0: So, the, uh, the Texans, bro. Look, nah, uh, I don't see it with the Texans, now. Nah, nah the, over the, the Chiefs, now. Nah.
1: The Texans just look like a, a great team. It's just sometimes they just... I don't, I don't know. You, you ever see those teams that have all the talent, but they sometimes just can't get it to work? Sometimes, if that yeah. makes sense, yeah. And that, that's literally what the Texans are. You got Deshaun Watson, you got DeAndre Hopkins, you got JJ Watt, and uh, Jadavian Clowney on defense.
0: Well, no, Jadavion no Clowney, no Clowney, no Clowney white. and white hurt. That's what I'm saying. The pieces on defense not there for them, and that's why I don't think they can make a true run. Like, trust Deshaun Watson is probably my favorite quarterback in the league right now, over everybody. But I don't think the pieces on defense can get them to make a run in the playoffs. And I see the Chiefs defense starting to come on right now. That's why I would have the Chiefs over the Texans, uh, if you, if I was comparing them. Because I think the Chiefs defense is on the rise while the Texans is stagnant or even going down right now. So I, I don't know about all that. The Chiefs, are, the Chiefs are back on the rise, man. When I mean they're back on track, I mean they're back on track for like a Super Bowl. Like they were last year, like AFC championship type of back on track so when i say back on track that's what i mean i don't mean back on track to like win the division and just to get in the playoffs Like they, they they, ended to win it for real for real but deshaun watson definitely did his thing i think he's still in the mvp conversation he'd probably be three four but nobody really cares after russell wilson uh minnesota versus seattle was the monday night football game and watching this game seattle seattle pretty much dominated the Minnesota made it close towards the end. But is Kirk Cousins the guy for the Vikings to make a run, man? Because we've seen he has empty calorie stats in Washington. He sh- he showed that in Minnesota. But this year, he's been playing better. He's, he, his stats are actually translated to wins. But in games like the big games, the primetime games, is Kirk Cousins going to step up? And once again, on Monday night, he didn't show that. So do you think he's the quarterback for them?
1: No, and that's just for the simple fact, like you said, when the lights are on and Kirk Cousins is in the spotlight, it just never works. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why that is. He just he falls under pressure, and I, I honestly don't know why. Maybe he's just one of those people that he can't live up in the big moment. Mm-hmm. And you, you as a quarterback with the talent that you have offensively, how can you just not show up and not make make the make the statement when the time is? Literally yours, and the spotlight is on you.
0: Yeah, definitely, bro. But I want to flip this because, like, I don't, I didn't never believe in Kirk Cousins, and I feel like that's definitely going to be a hindrance on a Minnesota going forward because I think their defense hasn't hasn't been as good as his, as it has in past years. But their defense is still good enough for them to make a run. But the quarterback position is obviously the most important position. They had the wideouts, they have the tight end, they have the running back, but the quarterback is still a question mark, and I don't think. He can make them, like, take them any further in the playoffs than a Case Keenum could. And Case Keenum took them to, like, the, what it was, the second round? Because I don't even think it was the, no, it was the uh, conference championship Case Keenum took them to against the Eagles. So he's not going farther than the Case Keenum. So I think Kirk Cousins is not the guy. But I want to flip it on the other side of the coin. Seattle, like I said, they dominated. Their defense is looking better than ever right now. Russell Wilson is doing his thing. He would be my MVP right now still. But is Seattle the best team in the NFC over the Saints, the 49ers?
1: No, Seattle isn't just because the way the 49ers are playing right now and the fact that uh, going back to the game that they had against the Ravens, the fact that they held Lamar Jackson and that Mark Ingram and the rest of that powerful Ravens offense – that defense is just so amazing right now to watch. And the fact that Jimmy G is doing what he needs to do by just playing his game, he doesn't have to be the superhero, all he has to do is just not mess up. Just throw a good two, three hundred yards for the game, get a touchdown here or there, and then just just make sure you get the accurate passes off. So, the fact that offensively they're doing what they need to do, and defensively they're dominating um, all of their games, I feel like The 49ers are the best team in
0: the NFC. I got Seattle, man. And we just seen a couple weeks ago Seattle beat the 49ers. And it's something about Russell Wilson, man, that I just got to trust. He gives me the Tom Brady vibes where you put him in a tough position and he's going to come through on top. And that's why I have – because I had Seattle at, like, number five in my power records for last week. I skyrocketed them to number two after this week after seeing their defense play as dominant as they did. And Russell Wilson just pulls it out in the end, bruh. He has a nice little wide receiver core with Metcalf and Lockett and Josh Gordon now. He has two running backs that is getting it done with uh, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson in the backfield. He has the pieces. So I think this is Seattle's year to make it to another Super Bowl and possibly see the Patriots or the Baltimore in it. So I, I Seattle's my team right now, man. I'm rocking with Seattle, man. Papa Russ, man. Papa Russ for the win. And next... I wanted to move on to the NFC East because we obviously see that the Cowboys and the Eagles are struggling just to win a game right now against pitiful competition. So who do you have winning the NFC East?
1: I still feel like the Cowboys are going to be the team that wins the NFC East just because even though they're playing horrible right now, they're on another losing streak this season. I think they're...
0: It's their, a, second, third, more, it's their second, third. Yeah, yeah, it's their second three-game losing streak. Second, third second, third game losing streak. Yep. So the
1: fact that they're playing like this, and the Eagles are still somehow kind of playing worse, mm. uh, I just feel that the Cowboys. This, this is their division to lose necessarily, not even to win. Mm. So I feel like somehow, some way, Zeke and Dak will find a way to get this team into the uh, playoffs out of their division.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's just some—it's some reason, man. I just feel like the Cowboys gonna win. The Eagles—I had picked the Eagles a few weeks ago, but they keep—they keep waiting on me, man. They're losing the teams like, um, they lost to the Dolphins last week. Like they keep losing the trash teams. Those are supposed to be W's. Those are supposed to be gimme's. And you lose it. The Eagles obviously have the easier schedule because I think they have Washington, they have the Giants, and then they have a matchup with the Cowboys. So they have the easier schedule. But the Week 16 matchup where the Eagles and the Cowboys play is really going to determine who wins the conference. So even if the teams keep losing, that game is going to determine who goes on to the playoffs. And I feel like it's going to be the Cowboys just looking at the Eagles and how pitiful they look. They look worse than the Cowboys, and that's oh, that's tough to say. Tough, tough, tough to say. But next, I want to move on to the picks of the week. Uh, obviously, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you'll know me and Edgar got $20 on the line for this. Currently I'm at 33 losses. We've been keeping track since week 8. Currently I have 33, Edgar has 30 losses. We're keeping track on who has the least losses. Whoever has the least losses gets the dub. We're going to pick the weeks for or pick the games for week 14. So the first game is Indianapolis versus Tampa Bay. Edgar, who you got?
1: Uh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, I'm going with my Bucks. We're at home and we just won recently against the Jaguars on a
0: road game so I feel like we'll hold strong and get that dub over the Colts. I'm around with the Colts. I'm around with the Colts. Uh Miami versus the Jets.
1: Uh I like Miami to get another win.
0: Miami. Uh, I'm around with Miami too. San Francisco versus New Orleans.
1: San Francisco.
0: Hmm this is a tough one New Orleans. Detroit Minnesota I'm going with Detroit. Detroit. Mm-hmm. I'm riding with Minnesota. Denver versus Houston.
1: Houston.
0: Yeah, I'm riding with Houston. Washington versus Green Bay. I
1: like Washington
0: for the upset. Mm-mm. I got Green. I got Green Bay. Even though Washington did get a good win against Carolina last week to get them to the three-three and nine, I think uh, Green Bay definitely blowing them out. Uh, Cincinnati versus Cleveland.
1: Give Cincinnati their second win of the season.
0: I called it for their first win last week, so I'm, I'm going to call their second win. Yeah. Like I said, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is really making a difference for him. He obviously didn't do nothing at the beginning of the season, but he played the Jets, and he's playing Cleveland. I'm riding out with Andy again. Uh, Baltimore versus Buffalo. I like
1: Buffalo.
0: I like Baltimore. And Carolina versus Atlanta. Carolina. Atlanta. Uh, Chargers versus Jacksonville.
1: Uh, I like the Chargers.
0: I'm riding with Jacks, man. I don't believe in Phillip. Uh, Tennessee versus Oakland. Oakland. Uh, I'm riding with Tennessee. Tennessee on a little hot streak with Tannehill. And that's a, that's a team we need to be talking about, too. You keep bringing up the Bills, ain't nobody talking about Tennessee. And Tennessee got a dominant running game, and their defense is starting to look packed. And in, uh, in the secondary, so I'm liking the t- what I'm seeing in Tennessee. Kansas City versus New England. New England. <sighs> ah, It's at New England, too. Mm, I'm going ride with New England. That's tough, though. I'm going ride with New Foxborough England.
1: in the snow.
0: Yeah, That's I'm tough, though, bro. That's tough because Mahomes usually get loose against New England. Ah, that, that was tough.
1: It's wintertime at Foxborough, bro. This is the time that you don't go against the Patriots.
0: <laughs> mm, mm, how they've been looking though, bro. I don't. Ah, I'm ride with New England. I'm gonna still ride with New England. Uh, Pittsburgh, Arizona. Pittsburgh. Hmm. Pittsburgh. Seattle versus Los Angeles Rams.
1: Uh. Ooh, that's gonna be a good game.
0: Yes, yeah, Sunday night football. Yes, at the Rams. Uh. Likes the Seahawks. Uh, I like the Seahawks too. What I'm talking about, I like the Seahawks too. Giants and the Philly. Uh,
1: Giants. Giants for the upset. Even though both teams trash right now, the Giants are going to upset.
0: And that's crazy <laughs> that it's even a thought because Eli Manning is starting for this game. And Eli Manning is starting, just bro. Nah, <laughs> bro. I just feel like nah. the goes my <laughs> I'm wrong with Philly, bro. If Philly don't win this game, bro. I'm gonna be hot, bro. I'm gonna be no, hot. That's no, all I got to say. Not I'm not, I'm not even a Philly fan, bro, but if they lose this game, I'm gonna be hot. So I'm riding I'm with Philly, you, bro. I'm telling you right now because you know how I know this is gonna happen. Yeah. Eli Manning is literally at 50%, exactly. I seen that. He like 116 and 116. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah. He is he is at a even 500 for total games in his career, wins, and losses. And it's he's funny. going to get
1: over that 50% this, oh, today, this Sunday.
0: No, nah, that's Monday night football. But oh, oh Monday Yeah, that's Monday, that's night. Monday yeah. night. But um, it's funny because, like I said, I, I did see that. And it's funny because if he goes under 500, do we look at him differently? I feel like we don't look at him differently if he goes under 500. Because he's been like an average quarterback, but he has clipped moments. So I feel like that record, like, pretty much... Uh, defines uh, Eli Manning, bro. He's he's been a basically average QB who's had great moments in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that's
1: a, that's what I've always seen. Yeah, uh, it's just an average quarterback who just knows
0: how to be clutch when it's time to be clutch. Yeah, so that, yeah, that 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 record definitely makes sense. When I seen it, I was like, damn, I never do that though. I didn't know he was actually five hundred, but that was that was something to watch. That was something to see. But um, uh, big games of the week. It's obviously San Francisco versus New Orleans, the battle at the top of the NFC. You got Baltimore and Buffalo, and you got Kansas City versus New England. Uh, we're going to do the Rankings of the Week segment. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with the Patriots, Seattle, the Ravens, the Saints, and the 49ers. Right, the, the, My biggest jump was Seattle going from 5 to 2 because I had them at 5 last week, but I like what I'm seeing out of them, though. Who you got for the Rankings?
1: For the rankings, I'm going to put, I still got the Ravens at number one. So, Ravens number one. I'll put the Patriots. Actually, no. I'll put Ravens number one, San Francisco number two, Patriots number three. Uh, I'll put the Saints at number four. And I'll put Seattle at number five.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Seattle, man. Seattle keep playing this way. I see a Super Bowl in their future. And the Patriots at number one, man. That's just off blind faith. That's just off blind faith of Belichick. Even though their offense been struggling, I still believe somehow he's going to pull it out. Even if he has to cheat to do it, I still believe he's going to find a way. Um, And before we end this podcast, prediction, You got any predictions on any college football, any uh NFL? Any big My predictions? My
1: prediction is the prediction that I've been given the
0: past two weeks now. Clemson is gonna get
1: blown out in their playoff game.
0: I'm telling you, I'm telling you that's my for, for this episode, that's my bold prediction. Nah, I'm riding with uh I'ma go I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite of you. I'ma say Clemson blow Ohio State out. And what we mean by blowout? What we mean by blowout though? Like ten plus? High. Ten plus?
1: Twenty or higher.
0: Oh, twenty Whoa, you think Ohio State going to the blow them out by twenty.
1: That's
0: crazy. You, you can crazy. Get the assurance in my dad's That's <laughs> crazy. Nah, I ain't riding with that. But uh But I, I'll go the other way. But when I say blowout, I mean like a 14, like two touchdown blowout. So I'll go the other way. I'll go to <laughs> Yeah, so I'm riding with Clemson over Ohio State. And let me see what these games looking like. Uh who would I who would I pick? Any any prop bets? Any prop bets? Uh Dalvin Cook going to have a huge game, over 150 yards tonight, man. Coming off an injury, he's still going to have a huge game. Another prediction. Um, Before we head out, I want Edgar to hit y'all with the social media.
1: Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at QEPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. And you can follow our Facebook page Q and E podcast.
0: Yes, definitely follow the Facebook page. We're we'll be becoming more active on that site, and you can follow me on Twitter at Q underscore hicks three. You can follow Egbert on Twitter at martin ninety seven. Follow him on Instagram at EgbertMartin And also subscribe to our um our pod, podcast platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on what else? We're on Overcast. Google Podcasts. We're basically everywhere. Everywhere you look and you listen to your podcast, we're there. So if you, whatever you listen to, we're there. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Thank you, and we're out. Peace.